Wait a minute, I hear something. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, where we talk about movies, and that's all. <laughs> now, this is just a, you know, a little fun show that I do, and uh, shows last about eh, 10, 15 minutes for the most part, probably closer to 20, because I can't quit talking. And, uh, but yeah, just uh, sharing my love for movie for all you movie nerds. So this is the show that not only walks the walk, but it talks the talk. Because, uh, yeah, I I watch a lot of crap. (laughs) Or have watched a lot of crap. Uh, And that's the problem, right? Because it's kind of hard to talk about newer movies. Because I watch so many older movies that I want to talk about that, you know, I'm having to play major catch-up. So that's why I release uh, so many episodes as I do, when I can when time allows, but uh, today we are going to talk about the 1988, somewhat of a classic, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yeah, it's a sci-fi action flick. Uh, I can't believe we haven't talked about this on Hell Ming because it is, it's a, it's a Hell Ming movie for sure. Uh, let's see here, it says, when a nuclear holocaust renders most of mankind sterile a drifter is recruited uh, for a very special assignment yeah uh, repopulation of the planet <clears throat> all comes down to one guy and that guy is Roddy Papper so yeah <laughs> how can you not say movie gold already right got a 5.5 out of 10 IMDB uh, it was directed by two directors. We got uh, Donald Jackson and R.J. Kaiser, which both have done like low-budget action flicks. Um, one of them even did the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I believe. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, he did the Godzilla 1985 as well. So you know, there's some there's some street cred there, right? We're in pretty decent hands. Um. Let's see if we got a wide watch. Here we go. It is outlandish, exciting, and raunchy. Yeah, for the most part. It says, Hell Comes to Frogtown is a hilarious cult classic. The plot alone makes this one a must-see. Uh, it's the stuff of legends. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's kind of what you expect when you say, Hey, Roddy... Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper is going to be the star in this movie. Uh, you kind of expect legendary, I think. Uh, this movie is incredible. It is creative, interesting, fun, surprising, silly, and was clearly made with a lot of love. That's one thing about and I think that's why I think of it as a Hell Ming movie. Because it's just as ridiculous as all the stuff that we love. But you can tell somebody actually took their time to try to make this a good movie. Let's see. Uh, cheesy, funny, and above all things entertaining, Hell Comes to Frogtown is an 80s post-apocalyptic movie 
with a soul. Ah! So it's kind of taking the 80s run-of-the-mill story, which, you know, the post-apocalyptic thing was everywhere in the 80s because we thought that's what was going to happen. We thought any day, uh, you know, there was going to be World War III between us and Russia. And we just kind of lived with that in the back of our minds. And I'm, I'm not really making this up. This was the mindset of, of my generation. We really thought, hey, tomorrow's probably the day, so let's have fun today. And I think that's why so many movies in the 80s are so much fun. Because they were trying to hide the fact of how scared everybody really was at the time, right? Um it was uh, an interesting time. But yeah, between the, the AIDS epidemic and World War III threats, yeah, this is kind of where we were. And, and I think uh, I think we benefited from it in the long run when you think about all the iconic 80s stuff that we have, right? Even this movie. So uh, let's do a quick review of our cast. We've got a few hot spots here. we got Roddy Power, like I said. The man, the legend, one of the absolute nicest guys I've ever met. Uh, Danny and I met him in Texas, gosh, 10 years ago, uh, just a few years before he passed, and you couldn't get away from the guy, and you felt bad because he had a whole line of people, everybody there to see him, and you felt bad because he just kept talking to you, and you felt like, we need to move on because... You got all these other people, but he was not concerned about that whatsoever. Super nice guy. Uh, asked us about where we were from, what we do. You don't get that. When, when you go to these conventions, they really, you know, they're, they're there to make the money, meet the fans, obviously. But he really enjoyed meeting the people, and, and I can't say enough good things about him. Hated him growing up. I mean, he was the ultimate bad guy in wrestling. You know, it was right when I was getting out of it. So, he was the bad guy. We've got uh, uh, Sandal Bergman in this from Conan the Barbarian. Uh, also from She. The, you know, the legendary She movie that should have been better than it was. But, uh, which we will cover on here eventually. Uh, and she's kind of a... She's Spangle in the movie. She's uh, a scientist that is assigned to go with him and make sure that he uh, plants the seeds, I guess is the right thing. Uh, the only real, uh, you got a couple more here to talk about. We've got William Smith in this, again from Conan. Conan. He was Conan's dad, uh, but he was in, gosh, every 70s movie, he was the bad guy. I mean, the big, towering, you know, muscular, biker-looking dude, right? Every, any which way but loose or every which way you can. He was in one of those as the bad guy. He was just in everything, right? And uh, we got Rory Calhoun in this, which for all you horror fans out there, uh, you know, he's uh, he's from Motel Hell. He's the one that's, uh, you know, Farmer Vincent making those smoked meats. So there you go. That's all you really need to know about this one as far as a cast. Maybe I'm skipping somebody. You can let me know, but... That's the ones that stood out to me. I mean, we do have a couple of people that are, you know, uh, Nicholas Worth, which was, you know, in, uh, I'm sure he's one of the frogs or something, but he was in uh, Swamp Thing. He's the guy that changes, right, that they give the, the stuff to and he changes. 
So, I mean, you got people like that in this. For the most part, that's what you got. And uh, let's talk about this one. Um, lots of fun. You've got uh, Roddy Piper has been captured, held by the government. And uh, they do tests on him, and they find out that this guy is super fertile. And they want him to go out and repopulate the world because everybody's dead. And to do so, we've got to go and get uh, the captives that are in a, in a uh, bordered area called Frogtown. Not to mention, the reason it's called Hell Comes to Frogtown is because uh, his name, Roddy Piper's name is Sam Hell. And uh, that's, a, that's a rough family name to have to deal with. I would have named my kid All. All Hell. <laughs> All right. Um, but we got, uh, um, you know, him being tagged along with with uh, with Spangle, like we said, Sandra Bergman, and they've got a military vehicle they're riding in that has uh, Sick Varelli, uh Varel driving in it. Sorry, I'm trying to read this. Uh, and she's like this tough, you know, good-looking lady, but she's super tough military, shooting the, the mounted machine gun on top of the vehicle, you know, that kind of action, right? But even in this situation, when they stop and go camping and stuff, both the ladies are trying to hit on him as well. And, uh, you know, they want to repopulate, I guess, or they're just, they, they haven't been around a man. So, uh, you know, times are hard. <laughs> and uh, so they go to free the captives. It's, it's, it's a lot like Big Trouble in Little China from that aspect. Uh, you know, why frogs want human females? Of course, these, these frogs are all mutated from the nuclear war. And they're, they're frog people. And they have a civilization just like people do. Uh, you got some pretty good uh, special effects here, some, you know, some animatronics. Some of it looks really good. Some of it's kind of shaky, but then again, this is, you know, 88 and kind of low budget, so you get what you get. Early, you know, animatronics here. But uh, the movie is a hoot. It's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, can, can Sam Hell go in here and, and save the day? Well, he has to act like he has a prisoner that he's bringing in to sell. Because apparently they want to buy these women and let them be their slaves to the frog people. And um, when he gets in there, he tries to, you know, break the ladies free and, and save them all. And, and that's pretty much the gist of the movie. Oh, there is one thing. Uh, Roddy Piper's got this, like, chastity belt on that he has to wear. Very much like uh, Prisoners of Ghostland, the Nicolas Cage movie. So I'm sure that they took that idea from something related to this. But if he gets too far away from the military ladies, uh, there's a chance that it will explode and blow his, you know, parts off. And then he's useless and going to die. So he has to stay within range. And, of course, it's, it's Roddy Piper, so you know he's going to fight it and try to stay away, try to run off. All that kind of stuff. When he gets captured in Frogtown, 
they're trying to cut this thing off of him. Uh, and he's like, look, you can't, you can't touch this thing. And he has to stay, again, within so far of, of uh, Spangle because she's got earrings. <laughs> she's got accessories that are tied into this chastity belt that he's wearing. And, uh, you know, this thing's got red blinking lights on it. It's got a battery charge on it. So he gets, you know, if he gets so far out, he gets shocked. And you hear this beeping noise. It gets louder and higher the further away he gets or the more he's in danger. And it starts coming back down when he's in range. So even when she is pretending, you know, sold as a as a slave, when she gets taken away, his beeper starts going off. So he's having a run around Frogtown and just try to stay within range of her or, you know, things are going to explode. So eventually they, they the, the frogs catch on to what's happening and they try to uh, spoil the plans and uh, they cut this thing off with like a grinder. <laughs> and he's like, look, you don't need to touch this thing because it, it'll blow up. And uh, the, the frog cuts it off and uh, sure enough, uh, when he pulls it away, he's like, well, they, they tricked me. They told me it would explode. And then all of a sudden it does, and it kills the frog. And then Roddy Piper is loose again to help save the day. Um, this one's just a lot of fun. I mean, you, you get the end of the movie where they're driving off, and they've saved a whole bunch of, you know, human women. And they look at Roddy Piper and like, well, you got a lot of work to do. And he looks back there, and there's all these ladies that are in, you know, nightgowns. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like the Petey Wheat Straw thing, uh, where he's like, "Uh, well, got got to do what you got to do. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it, right?" And that's uh, that's kind of the gist of this one. I mean, I'm I'm skipping a lot of stuff because it's a lot of character development. You get the like I said, the the two ladies that are attacking him while he's asleep, while they're you know out camping. You get him trying to. You know, this dimension, the, the the mission, get out of the mission. Uh, you got uh, Fred Williamson, Fred Williamson, <laughs> William Smith. <laughs> don't I don't I have no idea why I said that. William Smith is uh, tracking him down. He tries to kill him at the beginning of the movie, and then he tries to track him throughout the rest of the movie, and they have a confrontation towards the end, obviously. So there you go. I mean, you 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 get uh, the full circle here. And uh, Roy Calhoun plays a character called Looney Tunes, who lives in Frog Towns, who, who's, a, who's a, a human that they all kind of get along with because he's kind of a kind of a traveler, like a, a trailblazer, you know. And he knows how to get people, and he knows all the ins and outs of Frog Town, and he's an old friend of uh, Sam Hale's, so that ties into the story as well. And that's pretty much it. I mean. Uh, believe it or not, uh, I'd not seen this one before. I'd always kind of skipped over it. And it made me that hate for Roddy Piper at the time. But I've never made my way back around to check it out. But I'm glad I did. There is two sequels to this. One came out in like 93 and one in 96. Don't know the first thing about them. Might check them out. I don't even think it's probably Roddy Piper in those. But who knows? They may be fun. Chances are they're like the Beastmaster movies and just got way worse as they went along. But, uh, you know what? 
I recommend this one. I think if you love Big Trouble in Little China, if you love The Golden Child, if you love any of those 80s unlikely hero scenarios, uh, I, I think you'll like this one. Uh, the whole frog town thing is just kind of a meh. You know, it could have been anything. I mean, it could have been just a town of deserted, you know, biohazard people, and, and you would have got the same thing out. So the whole point of it being frogs, whoopity-doo, uh, I think it's just a, just a, you know, play off the name, possibly. But it doesn't really matter because it's very entertaining. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Roddy is Roddy, you know. And uh, there's some pretty fun performances in this. Uh, Sandal to me has always been kind of cardboardish, and this is the most fun I've seen her be in a movie. So you can take that for what it is too. Uh, I give this a you know about like they said. I'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of five. It's just a little better than halfway. Uh, I enjoyed this one, and I kind of want to check it out again. So maybe you should too. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later.